Visiting with our Shap of the Week, we go up front to the offensive line, the starting left tackle, the senior captain, Connor Halverson. And, Connor, it's been an eventful two weeks. The offensive line was something that we looked at last year with only one returning starter, and that returning starter being Blake Webster and and really the Ironman of, of an offensive line until his injury. What was your experience last year, and how have you used that experience to kind of transition into this year where you are the only returning starter? Well, I definitely take what I learned from Blake, who was a great role model for me. I use that to help me be able to guide the people who are the new guys this year and help them get better. Who's the best guy that you think, you know, after you're in entire offseason, chat maker, all of the things that you go through in summer training and then obviously training camp. Who's the one guy that you can pick out in your offensive line room that has made just a, a leaps and bounds improvement? Uh, I would say that Aiden Kennard has made the most improvement from last December to now because he was around 335 pounds and now he's at 297 and he's definitely moving a lot better. Even just watching film from today and yesterday, we can see that he was moving slowly and just not being able to get to the spots as quickly as he can now and he's just made huge improvement. I think a lot of people misunderstand the offensive line sometimes Connor because you're always looked at you know traditionally as these big behemoths that are in charge of protecting the quarterback and opening up holes for running backs and and the protection. Give people behind the scenes of what life is like down there and how athletic the position actually is. Especially at Westlake we have to be able to move our feet very quickly and not get beat outside because a lot of people would say that since linemen are not the most athletic people we have to be able to beat defensive linemen to the spot and use perfect technique whenever we're doing anything in order to keep people where we want them to be. Coach Murdoch was a player for Coach Dodge. That's something that's not lost on me. It's I don't think it's lost on any of the players that have come before you. How important is that, that he played for Coach Dodge, he played in this offensive scheme, and he knows it backwards and forwards? How much do you lean on him for his experience? I definitely trust Coach Murdoch with pretty much anything. He knows uh, the ins and outs of every position. He Since he was able to play it and run this offensive scheme it's like he knows it better than anything else in the world and you can ask him anything and it's super easy to rely on him for that kind of uh, feedback. We talked to Austin McClendon last week as part of the defensive line we flip it to the offensive line this week and one of the things that we talked with Austin about is self-coaching and and being able to coach each other not waiting for the coaching staff to make a point on a specific play or technique it's really utilizing your knowledge which signals the growth in the program. As a senior leader and a captain, what's your method of coaching your players on the field, being that guy that can make sure everybody's doing the right thing, but then also taking some of the coaching from some of your teammates as well? What's that dynamic like? I sort of like to lead by example. So I'm not as vocal as some of the other captains in the past were, but I like to show people whenever we go back and watch film what the speed should look like, what the pace should look like. I will encourage people to sort of pick it up during practice if it needs to pick up. We do a lot of film study to make sure that we have everything uh, like being able to coach ourselves we are notorious for being in the film room every day during lunch so we do a lot of film study yeah I'm actually pulling you out of film study for this interview and I apologize for that but there's so much attention to detail when it comes to how you watch film and to come playoff time everybody asks me okay what's the edge for the Westlake student athlete and I said it's neck up it's always been neck up because using your mind and being tough mentally being strong physically but at the same time 
the only way you're going to be able to manage your way through a long season is if you're tough mentally and you take adversity well. The other night against Cy Ranch, there was some adversity early on. Offensively, there was some adversity defensively. And one of the points that Coach Dodge made in our pregame visit was that this team handled it and overcame it. Do you find that that part of the game against Cy Ranch maybe flipped the switch for this ball club? Yes, I think it's always important to have a little bit of adversity throughout the season because if you don't do anything wrong, then you have nothing to strive for to get better and you need to be able to learn from your mistakes to do that. So to have those couple three and outs in the beginning definitely made people realize that we're not just going to be able to walk through this game and we need to buckle down and start doing things right. Some bad dudes on the Cy Ranch defensive line. Tell us about your experience. They were a pretty good uh, challenge for us. I think that number 94 definitely gave uh, Houston some, some trouble at times. We certainly needed to be very keen on our protection and technique to be able to win that game. We always talk about this defense having an identity in the defensive backfield. We, we talk about this team having some identity at quarterback because of Coach Dodge. One of the things that I've noticed both on the defensive line and the offensive line over the last two to three years is a legacy that is forming, especially along the offensive line. When you have guys like Blake Webster, guys like yourself, I don't want to call it pressure, Connor, but I, I do want to call it a responsibility that, that you feel. Do you feel that responsibility to maintain a legacy over the last couple of years with the program being so successful? Yes, sir. There's certainly various things that we need to make sure that we're doing year to year. For example, on the goal board, we have a no sacks goal and we need to be able to keep that running from year to year as well as being able to score in the red zone and whatnot. We need to be able to punch it in no matter where we are in the field. And if we're right there on the five-yard line, there's no way we can let that go. So the goal board is, you know, I'm starting to talk more about it just in the broadcast. I'm starting to talk more about it as an idea that is formulated without individual success. You know, when you're like me and and the rest of the fans, you're keying on, hey, who does this person have? Who does this team rely on? You know, who's their studs? With the goal board, it has allowed me to really understand that it's about the collective success and it has nothing to do with the opponent. And I think that's really key in identifying a successful football program, but a successful football culture is to be able to say, look, if we check all these boxes, the chances are we're going to win this game. To take the emotion out of it from the opponent's side is so huge, and especially when you're in what I call hand-to-hand combat every single play. How does your position, as it relies on emotion, how do you look at the goal board personally as as kind of a self-motivating factor to perform night in, night out? So I usually look at it in terms of a couple different categories, whereas things that we can control as an offensive line, I break it down into that smaller unit rather than the team. Things that we can control as an offensive line and things that we can't control as an offensive line. Obviously, we don't really touch the ball, so we can't necessarily control how many turnovers there are in a game, but we can certainly control how how many sacks are given up and whatnot. So we need to take the goals and look at them more closely and be able to perfect those goals every single week. And I need to help encourage the other offensive linemen that these are the goals we need to get and these goals need to be gotten every single week. So you go a little bit deeper. You say, we know all the team goals and that's fine. We can we can check those boxes, but we can't do anything about how, how many passing yards we have. We can't do anything about how many rushing yards we have. 
have that's kind of on the guys behind us. But we can do something about pre-snap penalties. We can do something about no sacks. It's that deep dive. Do you do that on your own, or is that something that the coaching staff has kind of said, hey, this is what it needs to be? I'd look at the goal board on my own and go through that stuff, but at the same time, Coach Murdoch uh, says certain things that I am able to repeat back to my offensive linemen, like we need to be able to score when we're in the red zone. Like, that's on us. The offensive linemen are often categorized as the smartest people on the football team. I would agree with that. Uh, I think it takes an incredibly intelligent human being to want to do what most people would not want to do. It's very similar in my mind to being a catcher in baseball. Who would want, you know, a 95-mile-an-hour fastball coming their way every single pitch? That's something that people have to choose to do. When you're as physically gifted as you are, when you made the choice to be an offensive lineman, what certain sacrifices do you give up to play at a high level? And, and what kind of intelligence does it take to be successful? So I certainly agree that offensive linemen are the smartest. And <laughs> it does take uh, a lot of technique, and you have to know exactly what to do on every play because if you miss your assignment, then you can't, you can't do anything about it, and that's just very important. You need to be able to know the plays almost as well as the quarterback, not quite as much. But it definitely takes a lot of knowledge and understanding what to do every single time you uh, step on the field. With intelligence comes personality, and with personality comes a lot of fun. How much fun does this offensive line have and and who's the uh, the ringleader jokester that that kind of keeps things light and and uh, brings levity to the line well we have a lot of fun I know that Jack Griffin says a lot of things that people get on him for, but he definitely uh, gets everyone to sort of bond over certain things, so it's really nice to have him around. Defensively, you guys go up against one of the best defensive lines in Central Texas this year or last year when you talk about one of the best defensive lines in the state. Who's the baddest dude you go up against every single day in practice? Because I think that's where a lot of people miss. You're dealing with all district, region state-level players that you're going against defensively. Who's the guy that uh, you're happy to have on the team and not on somebody else's? Uh, That's going to have to be Bobby Duncan. We and him go against each other every single day in one-on-ones and he's definitely handed it to me a couple times and I've handed it right back so we've got a good, good partnership going on and I'm very glad he's on our team. He's Connor Halverson, our Shap of the Week. How does Connor get ready for a football game? Take us through your pregame routine. I don't need to get excited too early, so I like to play a nice mellow playlist and listen to uh, softer music, not not anything to get me too amped up too early because I want to save all my energy. I end up usually just getting all my stuff ready and sitting in one spot and listening to music. You're the second lineman in back-to-back weeks. Austin said the same thing last week, that he actually kind of has that chill music. He wouldn't divulge anything about his easy listening playlist before a game because it's normally not what you hear you always hear about you know some some high level hip hop or or maybe even some metal but what's one song that that would surprise us all that that connor listens to before you know going out and and doing nasty business up front on the offensive line maybe let it be by the beatles that's uh it's a pretty pretty mellow song at times it does pick up a little bit but i definitely like that one or going going to california by led zeppelin i just kind of like the the rock stuff tell you what if you're listening to led Zeppelin and the Beatles before the game. There's one thing I know: you were raised absolutely correctly. <laughs> so that, that's those are fine tunes to listen to at any time. But uh, Connor, we really appreciate it. Final thought: as you look forward to your senior season and enjoy this journey, what's one personal goal that that you have for 2019? Uh, I think that I need to be the most productive offensive lineman every single game. I've been able to do that for the first two games, but I can't let anyone beat me since I'm the only returning starter. I need to be able to get that every single week. You're two for two so far. He's Connor Halverson, our Shap of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you.